cock-a-doodle-doo, motherfuckers. Wow, I have never recorded bright and fucking early, ever. And I don't know if I like it, if I don't like it, but we're rolling with it. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back or welcome to the Jappy Jaws podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest, the jappiest of some, if not of them all, Lindsay Moraskin with yet, you guessed it, another episode of the Jappy Jaws podcast, episode six, season two. Today's episode, you are truly in for quite the treat. But before we really get into it, I want to make sure that you all are following us, aka myself, on Instagram at J-A-P-P-Y-J-A-W-S, as well as my personal at Lindsay Anya, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-Y-A-N-Y-A-A. Once you're done doing that, make sure you head on over to wherever you're listening to me from, whether that's Apple, Spotify, wherever it may be, and you're pressing the subscribe, follow, giving a review, a rate, and pressing that notification bell so you are notified every single time I upload a brand new episode of the podcast. I'm going to jump right into it. Guys, I am still so unwell from Bordy Barn. For those of you that don't know or didn't listen to last week's episode, which I highly recommend you do so, I was talking about how this past weekend I got to fulfill every, well not every, Long Islanders dream once they hit 21 and that is going to visit Bordy Barn in East Hampton, which for those of you that don't know, it is this huge day drink that only happens from Memorial Day to Labor Day every Sunday of the summer. It is no joke. First of all, it is an expensive weekend, so I was already trying to ignore the pain of the dent in my wallet. However, it was definitely an experience and I definitely would do it again. However, there are multiple people that I know that go almost every weekend, multiple times a summer. And for me, who's someone that likes to spend money, that just is not feasible. And especially since A, it's only on a Sunday. I got work. I need a moment to recover from day drinking. And B, it's like a hassle to get there and obviously a lot of money. So I don't understand how so many people do it so often throughout an entire few weeks of the summer. Once you get there, and if you haven't experienced this before, let me tell you, when you get there, no matter how early, no matter how late, you are waiting a solid two and a half hours before you even get into the barn. Granted, your time online with whoever you're with, the right people, is usually a fun time. It's usually a great experience. You're making new friends left and right. You're bonding with people. I especially was happy because two of my best friends from college were with me. We were catching up. We were talking some shit. For me, I didn't necessarily mind, but however, I would have preferred to get in a lot earlier. My friends and I that I went with actually had a game plan before we left my house and we were like okay we heard of someone that bribed the bouncer $400 for 20 people to get in if we do that that's $20 a person because I went with 20 people let's just try it so a friend of mine and I went up to the bouncer he did not like that he was like get the fuck out of my face I want to back the fuck up and we're like okay sorry we just hopped back online which was kind of sucky and it was annoying but guess what we still got in anyway just two and a half hours later than we have liked but that's all right But once we were in there, every one of my friends and I were saying, we feel like the day just came and went so quickly. We blinked, we were in, we were out, we got our stickers and we left. Granted, it was fun, but still like we didn't appreciate it as much as we thought we were going to, which was odd. But we did pregame, we did postgame, we did hang for a while after. I am eaten alive by mosquitoes from post-gaming so long in my backyard and I am still itching. I'm itching as we speak. It truly was a great time. Would I go back? Yes, but I would have to do it where I put specific money aside and only once a summer. I don't think I could go multiple times. Anywho, hope you guys are having a good week, that you guys had a good weekend. I want to jump right into what we've all been talking about since Monday night. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Bachelor in freaking paradise. This is two years long awaited. I am so thrilled that it's back. It is one of the best things that I think comes out of the Bachelor franchise, not only because the quality content, but I think that Bachelor in Paradise is a lot more realistic and a lot more, I guess, relatable because let's be real, not everyone, an emphasis on not everyone, is going to be a bachelor or a bachelorette and dating 30 women at a time or 30 men at a time. I mean, I wish it was, but nine... Eight times out of 10, that is not the case. Bachelor in Paradise, these people not only understand each other on a different level than regular friends would because they've been through the rigorous bachelor-bachelorette process before, but 
you're actually dating, you're testing the waters. There's love triangles. There's people deciding between other people, people trying to tell someone else they want to move on. I think it is a lot more, like I said, relatable in that sense. You know, it actually kind of reminds me of a friend group, specifically like friend groups in college. I've never watched How I Met Your Mother, but like it kind of gives me that feel where like everybody's intertwined with everybody. You see those type of situations within friend groups in college happen so often that you're like, oh, like I remember when something similar that Kendall and Joe went through that my friends Zoe and Matt went through. I think it's just a lot more fun and a lot easier for people to understand and follow because you now get to see multiple perspectives rather than just one or two peoples. I wrote down some notes of mine that I wanted to express to the JAR family to tell you how I felt about the episode. First of all, the quality of production is great. However, the way that they edit, get your fucking shit together production. Let's be real. Kenny was not naked at all. There was that one moment and I saw a TikTok where production slipped up and the black box wasn't over his junk because there's just no way that A, that's comfortable. B, you're just like hanging around naked for that long. Like it's different when you're in the comfort of your own home, but I just don't think it made for a very funny quote unquote storyline. Also, I can't get over the fact that he's 40. He does not look it at all. My mom was like, he's 40? My mom doesn't watch Bachelor in Paradise, but she came in for a hot second and she was like, he has to be like 25. And I was like, actually, mom, add a couple more years to that because he's 40. Speaking of Kenny and speaking of the men, they have absolutely no game. Not only did they all come in feeling themselves being on their high horses as they should, however, the way they were approaching situations with girls and talking and especially once they knew that they had the roses that week and that they were all safe. It was like game over. I was like, who the hell are you people? And why are you acting and talking like that? That just makes absolutely no sense to me. It wasn't a turn on, but I guess it worked for them considering there were six makeouts on the first night. I mean, if I was on the show, I would probably be the first one to make out with someone just because that's my nature. You understand what I'm saying. I think six is a whopping number and I'm curious to see how far these connections of those six specifically go till the end. Now, There's two men in particular that I really, really, really want to point out. The first one being Ivan. Who the fuck is Ivan? I feel like Ivan did a complete, not 180, a full 360 from how he was on Tasha's season. On Tasha's season, he was very vulnerable. He was very open, very emotional, very sensitive, very timid. Ivan came walking down the Paradise Stairs with all this swag, all this confidence. I was like, where's shy boy Ivan? And don't get me wrong, I appreciate that he has this newfound confidence. I really think The Bachelorette helped him in that area and now he has a better idea of what he's getting himself into. I hope he doesn't lose sight of how much we loved that side of him and I think he will be open. I think he will be vulnerable. I think he will be emotional but I think he definitely has a guard up. I'm curious to see if he ends up long term with anyone from this season. I'm really rooting for him and Jasenia. I think they actually do make a very cute couple. Now the second guy that I want to talk about, grocery store Joe. Well, when I first saw that he was going to be on this season, I was like, oh my God, I love him. He's so cute. But I honestly don't know too much about him except the bare minimum. I've listened to his podcast and I know that he was with Kendall for a while. I know how that whole scenario went down. But let's be real. Joe was giving all of us so much anxiety. He was being so insecure. He came in. He was like, I'm ready, blah, blah, blah. Let's do this again. I trust this process. But it's like Kendall, 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 Kendall is every other word that comes out of his mouth up until him and Serena P made out. Grocery store Joe, I need you to have a little bit more confidence. I need you to have a little bit more faith. It reminded me of a toddler when they first get to camp the first day or the first day of school. And they're like, I want to go home. I want to go to mommy. When he was like, I don't think I'm ready for this. I'm a firm believer. You need to really test the waters thoroughly, no matter if it's a day, a week, a month. You need to test something out before you really make a drastic decision of going home or ending a journey so quickly. And obviously we know he's not going anywhere based on the previews and especially the fact that Kendall's coming back, which I cannot believe, but you gotta toughen it out. And obviously you have a nice contract and I'm sure you're getting paid good money. Another thing I wanted to touch on about Bachelor in Paradise, it is bugging me the fuck out. And I was talking about this with two of my friends, one being obviously Miss Victoria Bruno from the Moral Hangover podcast, that these people like Serena P are my age. I'm so used to thinking of everybody on Bachelor Nation being so much older than me. 
but literally Serena P is 23 years old. First of all, I'm about to be 23 and I am certainly not ready for marriage. I am certainly not ready for that type of commitment. So it freaks me out that people like her and even Kit from Matt's season are ready to be engaged, ready to be so wholeheartedly with the person they want to be with forever. Don't get me wrong, like, in a perfect world, would I want that? Absolutely. But it's just freaking me out that these people are so willing to give up their lives and go on a show like this, expect that to be the outcome. So I think it's very, 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 I don't want to say strange, but I think it's very, very odd to me because it makes me feel uncomfortable. I'm like, wow, should I be getting my shit together like that? Another thing that really pissed me off, Demi. I am a fan of Demi's. I think she's fun. I think she's cute. I think she is a great addition that we've had from Paradise, from Bachelor Nation. However, she is very much running her course too long. I'm over it. I'm tired of seeing her on the screen. I feel like don't fix something if it's not broken. She's gone on Paradise. I think this is her third time. She was engaged once. I love you, Demi, but your time is up. Like, I feel like you're trying to milk your 30 seconds of fame to be a minute. It's not feasible. It's just not. Feasible is also my new favorite word. I've been saying it up the wazoo like fucking crazy. It's just not in my eyes, right, that you have had chance after chance. And obviously I understand this is Mike Fleiss is doing and this is Bachelor producers wanting ratings. But honestly, like we're all over it. Give it to someone from Matt's season or Peter's season, someone that's never been through this before that is willing to give so much more. Not that Demi's not giving so much, but I think it's just great to see new faces. My last but certainly not least takeaway from the premiere is this. David Spade is hysterical. I love him. He's a great actor, an amazing comedian. However, I do not think he is so fit, and this is still just very early on, for the role of the host of Bachelor in Paradise. I genuinely think that Wells Adams should have been it, especially in the way that he was talking and describing the whole rose ceremony. He was very well educated. He's been through this process. He's been on Paradise for how long? Being the bartender. I truly think that he would do a lot better and give a lot more guidance and structure than Dave will, but obviously comedic relief and ratings. That's just my opinion after night one. Let's see how Monday and Tuesday go, and then we will regroup next Thursday. But I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season. I think I saw our friend Damar. I'm not positive. Don't quote me on that. But I'm pretty sure I saw him in one of those little preview things of one of the other men that possibly pop up. I think it's going to be a great season. I think we are going to be pleasantly surprised. And guess what? Now that it's back, it's not going anywhere. So I'm really looking forward to the future of Bachelor in Paradise. Before we truly get into today's episode, I have one last thought that I need to get out. You all know I love me some social media. You know I love me some TikTok. However... I have a bone to pick. Get me the fuck off Bama Rush TikTok. I absolutely cannot stand this shit. And it's ironic considering today's episode. I personally am not invested in the way that everyone else is. Not necessarily everyone else, but I'm not invested in the way where people are thinking it's funny and love seeing these outfits. Personally, I know several people that have gone through Alabama Rush and I know the process and I know how rigorous it is and I just don't think it's truthful and it's one of the things that I do not like about the University of Alabama. It's a great school, an amazing party school, obviously. Great football. However, I think that the sororities and Greek life there is beyond stuck in olden times. It truly makes me sick. I'm not going to lie. One of the things that's been a common theme and I think with the power of TikTok and social media is that So many girls are talking about how they feel so much pressure that they need to join a sorority, and especially at Alabama, and that they need to be happy and they need to accept that they're not going to get in their top house or they need to accept that they actually have to join one in order to have a social life. Let me tell you something. You do not need a sorority to thrive. The saying quality over quantity could not be more true in this instance. Okay, I get that everybody is looking for sisterhood. They're looking for multiple girls. They're looking to have that family aspect. They're home away from home. I get that completely. Everyone that I know that's gone into sorority fraternity rush, that's what they're looking for. But I'm telling you, the moment you graduate and even when you're in it and during your college years, you're not going to be friends with over hundreds of girls in your chapter, in your sorority, in wherever organization you are. That's just A, not possible. I don't think someone could go down a line of 300 girls unless they were forced to, to remember all of their names. When you go into it, don't go in thinking you're going to get 30, 40, 50 new best friends. Be happy if you get three, four, five best friends. Quality over quantity any day. 
And I know I kind of sound a little hypocritical because was I in a sorority? Did I rush? Yes. Did I need to be in one? No. Was it helpful? Absolutely. And especially when I transferred. But this should not make or break someone's experience. There are so many people on TikTok like Jordan Menino who goes to the University of Alabama, Alyssa Schoner who also does go there. Remy Bader was talking about this and obviously everybody knows the whole situation that happened with Michaela. I think her TikTok handle is something about Jimmy Buffett. I don't know it exactly. They were talking about their experiences and going viral because of it saying how listen it didn't work out for me at one school for Remy and then it didn't work out for me at Alabama for people like Jordan those women that I just mentioned they really let out what you don't know pre going into rush especially at Alabama what people don't prepare you for and what you don't really know what you're getting yourself into because let's be real sororities, Greek life, fraternities, they are not like the movies whatsoever. That was my biggest, I guess, shocker moment when I went into it because I really thought it would be exactly like Elle Woods' experience, but it wasn't. And that's fine. And I think it's really empowering knowing that, hey, like I got dropped. I was blacklisted. Whatever the case may be, it is still possible just because you don't wear letters to have an amazing college experience, to be able to go out and party and meet boys and go to frat parties and even go to date parties with your friends that aren't sororities and to continue to support those that decide that that's the route for them or that they got, I hate to say it like this, chosen to be part of one. I think It does not matter and it does not define your experience whatsoever. And I think it's very ironic for today's episode. So for today's episode, I got to talking with the amazing, amazing Catherine Ellis, my long lost sister, my transfer chick. She is the host of the YouTube series podcast, Chicks University, which is a barstool chicks show. She is absolutely amazing. She is killing it. And ironically enough, she originally went to the University of Alabama for, I believe she said a year. I don't remember off the top of my head but she did go there she ended up transferring to BU where she also continued to thrive and not only does she give great insight and influence about not what school to go to but let's be real a lot of people's opinions on certain schools do matter because why are you going to go to a school without a preconceived notion because sometimes it is helpful and I know that sounds a little wishy-washy but I think when you have an idea and you prepare yourself for any given scenario, it ends up working out a lot better in your favor. But she gives great insight about college, her experience transferring, but how her show is not only just for girls and it's not only just to be that big sister, it's truly to help educate someone. We don't have things like this in high school. We don't have things like this during the summer to really get you going and get you ready for college. With people leaving for school literally today, the next few weeks, this is your time to best understand how the hell you are going to survive. And she is your chick for it all. Loved her, loved her insight. But before I really let her take the wheel, did you guys think I forgot about our drinking game alert? Obviously not. So for those of you that don't remember or don't know, every week, whenever a certain topic, word, phrase is mentioned, I like to enforce lightly this drinking game. So you can take a shot, a sip of whatever you have near you whenever this specific word, phrase, or topic is mentioned. So obviously I always recommend tequila, but since we're talking about college, I want to throw it back to freshman year and everyone be careful if you're 21 and over. Take a lovely shot of Svedka. (laughs) But if you're under the age of 21, obviously a Red Bull, lemonade, whatever it may be. Or if you're just hydrating, coffee, water, iced tea, whatever you got. But this week's word is university ironically enough. I'll shut up now and I will let my good friend Catherine Ellis take over. So as you all know, I freaking love talking about college. College is truly my peak, my prime, whether it was at one school or the other, I truly will never have enough words to say how thankful I am for college. Obviously through the podcasting world, everyone finds new podcasts and new places where they love hearing about other experiences. And then I found a nice little podcast called Chicks University. It blew my mind. I was like, this girl is exactly how I am when it comes to college. And I was like, I got to talk here. So I'm here with the host of Chicks University, Catherine Ellis. Hey, how are you? Hi, I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for taking the time. First of all, let me congratulate you. She just signed a deal with Barstool Sports. So congratulations. Thank you. How does it feel? I mean, it's amazing. I have always loved this company. And when I was creating 
my show, I base it kind of around how Barstool does their show. And everything I did was like intentionally in the back of my mind for Barstool to pick it up one day. So this was my end goal. And just to like get the chance to try to bring it to Barstool and see how it does and stuff. It's so amazing. It's really a dream come true. It all comes full circle. I love it. If you haven't checked out Chicks University yet, make sure you do so. It just got like a whole brand new look too because being signed. So now you're like in a whole new area of Chicks University. Yeah, for sure. We just like revamped it and got a new logo, new look, kind of a new feel. It's exclusively on YouTube right now. We're making it like talk show more than just sit down podcast. So it's not on Apple and Spotify anymore. My first four episodes before Barstool will stay out there. From here on out, we are exclusively a YouTube show and it's on the Chicks YouTube channel. If you just search Chicks University, we already have our first few episodes out. So if you're more of a visual person rather than a audio person, this is your go-to place to go for that. Head over to YouTube and indulge because I promise you, you will not regret it. Obviously, you and I got to talking for a little bit, but not everybody else knows who you are and where you come from. So if you kind of want to give the background of where Catherine Ellis is from and what you do and where you went to school. I grew up in Massachusetts. I was about 20 minutes north of Boston. And I just grew up in a very sports related family. My dad and my brother both played hockey. I played like four sports. I was a cheerleader, a hockey player, a dancer, a softball player. I just did just about everything. My older sister played sports as well. So I always have loved the sports world. Growing up, I was just really an entertainer. I loved being on stage and performing and acting and singing and dancing and always knew I wanted to do something in the entertainment world. So for a while, I was involved with the sports media world. And I went to Boston. Boston University for college. I worked for the hockey team at Boston University. So I was the team manager for the men's team my first year at BU. And then every other year, I was the team rinkside reporter on camera. So I did interviews with the players and the coaches. And that's what kind of got me into the sports industry. And then from there, I just kind of transitioned into like the entertainment industry and felt like I had more advice to give to people that I wanted to share and just like help out people. And I felt like I wasn't really doing that in like the sports media world went into this different path that I'm absolutely loving so far. I love sports media, but I'm just like a very energetic and personality type of girl. And I feel like a lot of sports media is very by the books, cookie cutter, details about sports and analytics. And I just like wanted to have fun all the time and like make people laugh. So that was basically why I transitioned into entertainment media and ended up creating Chicks University to try to help out girls and anybody who's going into college is in college is in the space that I'm in right now, freshly out of college and just kind of be like the big sister guide for them. I would just like love to have a little sister. So like, that's how I treat my show. (laughs) No, I love that. That's so empowering because I feel like, and I always, always say this high school does not prepare you for college whatsoever. I don't know if you agree or disagree. I would 100% agree. You think it does because you sit down and have like meetings with your guidance counselor. But right. then right when you get to college, there's no playbook. You might have older friends at the school or you might have an older sister. But like if she didn't go to your school, there's no one there that's telling you everything you need to know. And there was exactly. so many things I would have done differently if I had known what I was getting myself into before I got into the freshman year. Let's say I actually went to the University of Alabama freshman year and transferred to BU. I was a transfer. Really? Yes. I say all people that transfer are hot. I mean, like, look at us. I think we're pretty two great looking people. Yeah. So I just felt like I went into freshman year at the University of Alabama with no guidance. And then there was absolutely no guidance with transferring. Then I go to Boston University and those two schools could not be more polar opposite from one another. Like one is just a college town. One's in the middle of one of the biggest, best cities in the entire world. One revolves around football. One doesn't even have a football team. Polar opposite schools. So I was like, I have learned so much and I have so much experience now like I need to share this with people because I would have killed to have my show when I was in high school you hit the nail on the head I could not agree more because I'm not the oldest it's only my sister and I and my sister is younger than me my sister's actually just became a senior in high school she just finished up her Aww. junior year this year trying to give her the most advice as I can especially because going to two different schools so my 
first two years of college, I went to a school that was beyond small. It was 4,000 kids undergrad alone. And I was like, I'm basically in high school part two. Like high school 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. It was disgusting. And like, not even that a lot of people from my high school or from my town even went there. Even that was a culture shock. But then when I went to, I ended up going to Temple University in Philly, which is also like BU. If you're in a city, you're in one of the mm-hmm. greatest cities in the world. You're being thrown in with the wolves and no one tells you and prepares you for what's going to happen. Yeah, you can have your guidance counselors being like, okay, here's this, this and that. But when you get handed a syllabus or you get handed your room key, no one tells you what's going to happen from there. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's just like, here you go, figure it out. You go into it with your friends and then it's just the blind leading the blind. Oh my God. It's terrible. And it's like, oh, well, my sister said this, my friend said this, this person said that it's like, okay, everything is just hearsay. You're not going to figure out what your place is in that college, in that friend group till like you actually go through what you go through. A hundred percent agree. And I think what people that transfer, and I think you can agree, you have so much more insight and like, you also are kind of more prepared for any type of situation. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. It's just, it's a whole different experience. It's basically like you're a freshman again, but you have one less year than everyone else. And it's also harder because I feel like when you're a freshman, there is a lot of camaraderie and there's a lot of things in the beginning to like get you accumulated to the school. Like I did not find that when I was a transfer, it was like, you're a sophomore, you're expected to be like everybody else who already had a full year here. It was a very different experience. But again, it was like starting fresh of I have no idea what to to expect at this school again. I always say what I thought would be the hardest ended up being the easiest and what I thought would be the easiest ended up being the hardest. That's interesting. Is there anything like specific that comes to mind when you say that? So my transfer experience was like very not normal. And I think a lot of people always have issues academically. All my credits transferred, which was unheard of. I graduated on time, was able to take even more classes. I was able to take on a minor. That wasn't my issue at all. My issue was, and I'm a talker. I like to be with people. I'm very extroverted. I like making friends. I would transfer as a junior. So like when you're a junior, you kind of already have your friends set in stone. So like when you're transferring and you're already 20 years old, about to be 21, it's like no one is that open, I guess to inviting you into their circle or being as friendly. I had a really hard time grasping and my transfer experience was like, I came from a really toxic environment. Like the people were just not great whatsoever and came over with me. And I really genuinely had like PTSD from it. That whole first semester when I went to Temple, I would like be on the phone with my mom crying. I was like, I should just come home. Like I'll commute, blah, blah, blah. Like I can't make friends like this because like no one's being as open. And I have all this like baggage coming from the other school. Like how am I supposed to go on from here. But I was like, you know what? I got to suck it up and I got to put my big girl pants on. If you're the annoying girl that's trying to make friends, be the annoying girl. Who cares? Mm -hmm. I ended up with so many more friends because I put myself out there more than I ever did before. That's such good advice. I'm so glad you said that. Also, it's like so inspirational for people that you toughed it out and did that because I know it's not easy for anybody, especially like your first semester, first two semesters at a new school everybody struggles in one way or another. So you can like overcome whatever is hard for you and get through it and end up loving it, then it makes all of the hardships so worth it. For sure. But this is about you. It's not about me. (laughs) So I want to get back to you. When you got to Alabama your first year, did you know what you wanted to major in? They actually had a major that was sports media and just all about sports. So that was my major there. I really didn't have any classes that actually were about sports media just because I was a first year and I was trying to get all of my general educations out of the way what kind of was like the big red flag for me in the workspace of school when we had like our club fair that I think every school has yeah when you get to school they'll have an event where it's like all the clubs are set up somewhere on campus and you can go and see all the organizations I signed up for Crimson Tide Productions which is the sports media production club or organization on campus that will do broadcasts for all the sporting events, the football games, basketball games, everything like that. It was so competitive because so many people go to Alabama because of the football team. So everyone who does that wants to work in the sports media industry, which is so understandable, but it was so competitive. And I really didn't have any experience coming out of high school because I mean, who does? Like who has real work experience? I was a hostess at a restaurant. I wasn't sideline reporting after high school. I didn't 
get that internship, but two kids out of thousands of applicants did. And I knew one of them and they had a dad who had an inside connection and the other one was born and raised in Alabama. So it's like, I really realized I had always known that like sports was very connections oriented, but that was the first time I saw it head on where I was like, it's a little bit suspicious that these people got the job, but whatever. (laughs) And then I was just like really thinking about it. And I mean, there were other factors that went into me wanting to transfer, but just like work related wise, I knew that I had sports connections here in the Northeast. So I was kind of like, what am I doing in Alabama when my brother's playing hockey at Harvard right now? And my dad played hockey at BC and I like could totally have so many connections in the Northeast if I want to try to start working in hockey. And I'm like completely Mm -hmm. on my own here. In Alabama, not to say that you can't do it. It's just like the fact of the matter is life's unfair. People are always like going to be more privileged and more connected than you. So I was at a disadvantage being in Alabama. I think that's a really interesting way of looking at it because so many people I feel like settle in those type of situations. I think what a lot of people have a hard time doing is when they get to school, they have a hard time balancing being career oriented and having that social life because obviously everybody knows Alabama's top 10 party schools in America. But people forget that you're also there to get an education. And I mean, I'm the first to be like, all right, let's go out. Let's go to the bar. (laughs) But at the same time, I was like, okay, like I need to do what's best for me. And I think that's what you ended up doing. Yeah. And the craziest part is that like makes it all worth it to me is when I was leaving BU, I still knew the person that got the job basically over me. And I was so much more ahead in our respective fields after my journey and we were on the same timeline. So that was like the most rewarding feeling. It was so hard for me to make that decision and be like, it's going to be worth it. But then I finally was like, damn, like if I stayed there, there was no chance I would be where I am right now. I know that for a fact. So transferring, I'm doing this for my job outside of college. That was the main factor. Like I said, there were others for family related factors. I was just like, it's going to be hard, but it's going to be so worth it because I'm going to get so much real world experience doing this. And my career is all about real world experience. It's not about the classroom at all. Like I didn't need to go to college to have the job that I have right now. I just had to make that decision. Now I look at like people I know that were at my old school who basically got no real world experience while they Mm -hmm. were students there at all. So it's very important to balance school and getting experience for whatever job you want to have in the future or any experience at all that you could learn something from whether you try a job and you hate it or you try a job and you love it, you're going to learn something it's going to step you in the right direction, you need to put time in outside of the classroom. I could not agree more. And I literally I feel like we're like on the same wavelength with like, how we trans- I was like, okay, like this girl transferred, like everybody I think that transfers has that mutual understanding. Not only were you doing it for like whatever reason, family, financial, career, you have that understanding. I was able to do it and I did it so successfully that it mm-hmm. got me to where I am now. Cause like, yeah. I don't think if I graduated from that first school, like you said, I would be where I'm at now for what we do entertainment. Like everybody loves fucking talking. Everybody loves yeah. knowing what's going <laughs> around. Everyone loves to give their two cents. It's almost as if having that college background and that experience is just an asset. It's just a skill. Yeah, it helped make me who I am today and it gave me the experiences. I mean, my whole show is about college. So like, I guess I did lie when I said I didn't need to be go to college have the job I have now because then I would have no show. But the experiences that you get in college are priceless for our occupation. It wasn't what I learned inside the classroom that I'm using right now. It was everything I learned outside of the classroom. And I feel like it's very important to say like, if you're considering transferring, make sure it's for the right reason. And a lot of girls specifically at Alabama literally just transferred because they didn't get into like their dream sorority. And it's like, if that's the only reason, then you shouldn't have picked that school in the first place. Like you need to pick schools for other reasons, more than one specific reason that if it doesn't work out, it doesn't happen in your favor, you're not going to transfer. And I think people also, we're 18 when we go to college. Like we have Mm -hmm. no idea what the world has to offer us till we get there. And so everyone's so naive, so immature. And then you grow and you figure out 
about like, okay, like maybe this really isn't for me. You just keep, you keep saying all the things that I want to (laughs) say. I know we're reading each other's minds. (laughs) What I want to know though, is how did you even get the idea for Chicks University? I worked for Barstool while I was still in college. So Barstool has a program called the Viceroy program that is all of the college affiliated accounts. So whatever school it may be for us, it was Barstool BU, there's Barstool Bama, Barstool Florida, basically every single school, not just in the US, even Canada now has Barstool accounts. And everybody that runs that account is a student at the school. And they're directly connected to headquarters for Barstools. There's different application processes for every school. But for the most part, it's like an online application you fill out. And then if people are running the account, they'll pick the next person to run it or the supervisors here at HQ will pick the people to run it. And when I got to BU, I applied for it. I got it. I ran the Barstool BU account while I was at BU. So that was my connection to Barstool. And we would have monthly meetings, nationwide meetings for all of the viceroys just to kind of be on the same page. There's a bunch of guidelines. It's not just a free for all. It's like the type of stuff you can post, the voice you have when you post. We also sell merch and through our accounts, there'll be like regional specific merch or even sometimes they have school specific merch that you can sell. So we had to have meetings to just make sure everybody was on the same page. Everyone knew all the rules and regulations. And we had one meeting for the Chicks Network. So I did both Barstool BU and Chicks. And basically, they're just trying to grow like the Chicks brand to the same level that the Barstool brands are at. And that's just a more female demographic targeted audience. The only difference between the two really. And I did both at my school. So our supervisors just told us like, we're really trying to grow the chicks brand of the company. We really want to engage more with our female audience. We want to create more content for our female audience. And that was right when COVID started. I just really sat down. What can I bring to this company that they don't already have? What's an area of growth that they could have because of me and my mind, what I can create. And basically was just like thinking about my experiences in life and what I felt like I could offer for advice to other people. And I was like, I have really experienced college to the fullest. Like I had the crazy freshman year at one of the top 10 party schools in the US. Then I went to a very academically strong city school and only cared about my grades and my job and like barely had a social life at BU. And being basically like both extreme ends of that spectrum, I was like, I have so much advice to give to girls. Tried the sorority and dropped it. I was the only girl managing 35 D1 hockey players. I'm like, if I can do that I can do anything that was kind of the creativity behind the whole idea and then I don't really know like what like the first thing was but I was just thinking like when I was going to college how was I finding where I wanted to go and I kept searching on YouTube and Google like things about colleges that I wanted to know and there were like no good actually useful videos on social media or the internet there would be like one or two videos that were basically like pamphlets about the schools but nothing that was actually like useful to me like I wanted to see what dorms looked like at schools I wanted to see where people actually went out like what the social life was like how you make friends and there's nothing on that some schools will have like one youtuber that posts their one experience but it's like that's so unique to them you don't know if that's normal or if they're like a standout in that society I was just like it would be so cool if there was one universal place that covered all of the different colleges out there and showed you what it was like to be a student there. And from there on out, like Chicks University was created. And the whole idea behind it was to go to all these different schools and show what it's like to be a student at the schools. So that's what I'm hoping it fully turns into come this fall. As of right now, we're doing a weekly show that's just more so advice. And I'm having a bunch of different guests on from different schools with different experiences to talk about them that are both unique and relatable to the audience. But I really want to physically go to all of these schools and have our viceroys at the schools, which is like a good bar school connection. So the girls that run the viceroy accounts at the schools, give us a tour of their schools, show where they live both freshman year. And when you become an upperclassman, where you actually eat, if the dining hall is where you go, or if it's only off campus type food, where you go grocery shopping, where you meet your friends, what social life is like, what Greek life is like, what game day is like, like everything that makes that school, what that school is that you don't know about until you're fully a student there 
that's what the show is. So that's how it was created. And then just the transition over the last year until like the actual first production of it has been slow. I I came up with the idea of the peak of COVID. When I first pitched it, they were like, it's not the right time for the show, (laughs) which I totally understood. And I was like, yeah. And I was so like sad at the time because I was like, I'm just, once I think of something, I'm all in on it and I want to jump in on it. And I wanted to get the show started right away. And I'm like, literally COVID, like I can't get on an airplane right now. So we had to wait. And that's how I got like the weekly show episodes and like made it a podcast because that I could do from the comfort of my own home. And now it's just transitioned into like a talk show that hopefully in the next season to come will become very physical and engaging and really connect with the girls on it. It definitely will. Literally what you said, I wish I had that because I remember literally junior and senior year of high school sitting in my room going on YouTube and like looking up dorm tours. And the only thing I really got from it was like what I need for my dorm. And then they also never tell you what housing's like after freshman year. And it's like, okay, you know what it's like for one year. And then like, what are the other three like? Some schools, they kick you off campus after a freshman year and you have to live off campus. Some, nobody lives off campus. Like it's so different. You you need to know that. And I feel like so many people that go to a top 10 school and then there are people that go to the smaller liberal arts schools. You can't really compare those two because- It's so different, not only like experience wise, but like what you're paying for truly what you said. And I think it's an amazing idea because so many girls, even guys are going to benefit from it because like, obviously some guys are going to want to know like, oh, where are these girls going to go? Like, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I'm like calling it Chicks University, but I'm like, all the guys are going to get nosy because they always want to know what the girls are up to. So it's low key strategic. (laughs) Oh, beyond. You could rename the show Chicks and Dicks if you really wanted to. (laughs) But that's a story for another time. What you can do, and especially come the fall, the seniors now just went through, well, they're going to be seniors in September, just went through like probably the hardest year ever with COVID and remote learning. Year and a half. Literally. Got kicked off. Like if they're seniors right now, they got kicked off the beginning of second semester sophomore year. I graduated in my bedroom. Like I yeah, literally, same. don't get me wrong. Like I loved my college experience. Mm-hmm. Like the end, I was lucky. I got my spring break, but it's like the seniors in high school now are going to have college so differently than what we have and all. More so the more perfect time to do it because a lot of colleges, are the, way that they, the way that they do life is different than it was pre-COVID. So it's like right Beyond. now is the time that like adjustments are being made and they're going to stay this way for a really long time in the future. I just want to jump on the opportunity. What's something that you've been, I guess, introduced to now that you didn't think of before COVID? For show-wise or like life-wise? For the schools that like you're preparing to go to. I don't think anybody really has any info on it yet just because it's still the summer and like a lot of people didn't even go back to school like last semester. Like I know BU, so many people were in different parts of the world doing college last semester. So most of the schools that I've heard of are in person come fall 2021. So I'm just excited to have everybody back. I really hope that a tour happens. I keep like mentioning it and just like hoping for it. But right now we're on basically a three month trial period for the show to see how it goes and see if people like it and want to keep it going. So end of that three month period is September 1st. I hope people fall in love with it before that because I would love to be able to go on tour in the fall and give the actual tour that you want from your big sister and not the tour that you get when you go visit with your parents. Yeah, not like the tour guides that get paid like what the ten dollars a tour. Yeah, um. so they walk backwards the whole entire tour, and they're like and that. have to talk the whole entire tour, and they tell you about alumni that went to the school a hundred years ago. That is just not what I need. No, you're um, like, where can I get alcohol? <laughs> exactly, that's what we all need to know. Obviously, like hopefully this worldwide tour. That's what I'm gonna call it. It's as if you're like Hannah Montana or something. Oh my god, that I have always wanted to be Hannah Montana. So thank you for saying that. I always say that. <laughs> I had a double life from like junior year of high school to like now. Not anymore. I'm like truly living my Miley life now. I <laughs> no, I was Han Montana at one point. So once this worldwide tour kicks off, what schools do you want to hit first? So I would love to be consistent with the Barstool brand and kind of match up with 
what they do in the fall. They do an in-person college football show and it didn't happen last year. So it hasn't happened in two years now. And they're going to be going on tour for the college football show and going to like some of the biggest college football games in the country. I think it'd be really cool to try to sync up with them, do my tours when football weekends are going on. So I definitely think like big football schools would be the top of my list for the fall. But once football season comes down and then we get into basketball season, hockey season, all the winter sports and like move more into the winter sports and then same with spring. Like I think sports contribute so heavily to so many colleges that like especially sports heavy schools I want to like kind of revolve around their seasons but obviously can bounce around to schools where like sports aren't really that big definitely like football schools would be like the top tier for my list come the fall but I'm not like open or closed to any schools like there's nothing I'm like I won't do even though I went to BAM like I'm not like I'm anti-Auburn or anti-Clemson even though I went to BU I'm not anti-BC like I'm so open to everything like everyone wants to see everything and the funniest part about that too is yeah they're rival schools I want to know like the numbers of how many people applied to both rival schools because I know so many people that are deciding between the two rival schools that's funny you say that I don't know too much about like the Boston schools but like I'm a huge Penn State fan and my mom oh, went to Ohio we have State plenty Penn State people here at yes sports I've heard all about it so it's so funny because my best friend went to Penn State and her cousin went to Ohio and when she was applying obviously <laughs> she applied to both and I'm like okay like what really weighs down why you're Which choosing you that over that the second you pick your school, you hate the one that you almost went to. <laughs> exactly. Like I almost wish Temple like truly had a rival school. I think we consider Villanova a rival just because like we hate the people there. It's just fun how rivalries exist. It makes everything mean so much more. So that's like another thing I want to do is like rivalry weeks and like really hit those and like compare rival schools back to back and rank them because yeah. that would get the people talking. <laughs> I mean, if you go to like the Penn State, Ohio State game, text me and I'll go with you because I like freaking <laughs> go ham about that my boyfriend's transferring to Ohio State for next year so I probably oh <laughs> uh, I mean we could be on different teams but like that can make like good content <laughs> yes exactly with your audience that you have right now what is something consistent that they've told you they want to see or that they have given you advice on for their experience a lot of girls incoming freshmen really want to know like the tell-all on Greek life because I feel like a lot of my audience are very social and outgoing people and I feel like people in Greek life tend to be like that personality wise so a lot of people want like inside scoops on Greek life which is coming very soon and then I just get so many messages of girls reaching out being like I would love to talk about this school I am a junior I did this 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 and this I have so many experiences like I would love to talk about it so another thing that we are working on to make very inclusive with fans who are DMing me I want to get everyone involved with this like I literally want it to be so inclusive with the people that watch the show so basically just everyone follow and follow along yeah I think a lot of big announcements are coming very soon I just can't fully confirm or deny yet but everyone wants to see inside information about specific schools so that's what I'm trying to give (laughs) I think what a lot of podcasts sometimes don't do is that they're like oh like I want to hear from you I want to know what questions you have or whatever and they don't answer it and they don't give you what the audience is asking for so I think especially when it comes to college that's a huge thing for people whether or not Mm -hmm. they're there for four years two years whatever it may be they want to be as prepared as possible because like you said there was nothing like this when we were going to college yeah and I just like really think that the best people to hear from are the best people living through it right now and that's why I want girls and a couple guys mostly girls though because I'm team ladies for my life um but all the girls like I want them to be able to come on my show and talk about what they're experiencing at their schools give advice to people looking at the schools give the inside scoop they're the best people to hear from because they're going through it right now and then they if they have any questions for me who just graduated college I can help them out too and I think between me and them, we're going to be able to help so many people who want to watch it. Absolutely. But I want to get more into your college experience. But first, I want to play a little game with you. Are you ready? Oh, my gosh. I love games. Yeah, let's go. So picture yourself four years ago. 
And you could have picked any college that you could have gone to, regardless of what you're majoring in, regardless of anything, playing like a this or that type thing. So I'm going to give you two different schools. And if you could go to one of them four years ago, tell me which one. Oh my God, this is so fun. Okay. You ready? So yes. would you rather go to U Miami or University of Florida? I would say Miami just because of the hype around it. Like I, I don't really know that much about either of the schools, but when I picture Miami, I literally picture that music video of Drake, Drake. singing <laughs> to everyone in Miami. And I'm like, that's what I want. Also, I just like feel like everyone there just has a friend with a yacht. So that would just be absolutely amazing. I would probably feel so incredibly poor there, but it would, you know, you ride the wave. I would probably pick Miami. <laughs> Indiana or Wisconsin? Wisconsin. Really? That's like a fast one. Yeah. Just because I love hockey. I'm such a hockey girl. Yeah. And I just know a bunch of the guys to come out of the Wisconsin program. It wouldn't be me four years ago, but I've met like three coworkers here who went to Wisconsin. Like yeah. they're all like the nicest guys ever and have Love nothing it. but good things to say. But yeah, go Badgers. <laughs> I feel like Wisconsin is also a lot less clicky and like very good people. Don't get me wrong. Like there are Indiana people that are nice and like cool, but I feel like Wisconsin is a lot friendlier. Yeah. I've never met anybody that's ever gone to Indiana. So really? I can't give my opinion, but I know Wisconsin's a sick hockey school. So four years ago hockey obsessed cat would easily pick wisconsin <laughs> i love it delaware or syracuse syracuse i applied to syracuse did you <laughs> i did too sorry i actually applied to syracuse but i never hit submit on my application <laughs> something I would have done. I was like, not really interested in it. Like I toured it, but I don't know something about it. I just, Oh, I want to go somewhere warm. Like mm -hmm. something about it just wasn't that appealing to me. So I like did the application. Didn't get you my, going. My mom asked me to, and then wicked, wicked long time after that, after I'd heard back from every school, she's like, wait, what about Syracuse? And I was like, Oh, I never heard back from them. And then I realized I never actually applied. That is hysterical. Imagine if you did. I was so hooked on going somewhere far and warm. That just was not on my radar. Not an option. <laughs> so ironically enough, Alabama or UMish? Oh, Bama. Of uh, course. My boyfriend's probably going to get mad at me for saying that because his billet family is Michigan, but, and date. Oh God, I'm going to get grilled for this. Our president, El Presidente is the biggest Michigan guy. I know. I mean, uh, now I would depict Michigan over Bama. <laughs> I thought I was going to be the queen of sororities at Bama. So I would have picked Bama. <laughs> gotcha. UNC or USC? Is SC South Carolina or California? South Carolina. Cox, obviously. I toured USC. This is like exactly how immature you are when you go to college. I couldn't get over the fact that their name was the Gamecocks. I could not go to a school where the mascot was Gamecocks. I got into USC and like I just couldn't get over that. So I didn't go, but I toured it and I loved the school. I actually went to like a cheerleading practice too and sat in on it. I almost cheered there, but something about it I could not get over. So UNC. I love their colors too. Penn State or Ohio. See, this is funny because neither of these were even close to being on my radar at all when I was a senior in high school. Like I remember I had a boy in my class who was so obsessed with Ohio State. And I was like, that is the most random school ever. And same with Penn State. Like yeah. nothing about it was attractive to me. I was just like, where can I go to get warm weather? And then like I knew people that went to Bama. I did not know anybody that ever went to Ohio State. Like it was the most random school ever but now I'm like Ohio State baby I'm their newest biggest fan my boyfriend's playing hockey for them next season he's oh going my god in a, congrats he also went to BU and he's transferring to go play for Ohio State wow. so yeah so I am now the biggest Ohio State stan if you go to Ohio State and you want to be my friend slide into my DMs because I'm going to be visiting every other weekend this year <laughs> love it love it okay so you're going to be a Buckeye yes I am 100 percent <laughs> High Point or James Madison? Um, High Point. I liked High Point. It's, it's like a country I, club. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay, yes. I have friends that go there and it's just like they have dormants in their on-campus storm room. 10 out of 10. Arizona State or University of Arizona? Oh my God. These were my top three. No, top, it wasn't. It was Bama, University of Arizona, and Arizona State were my top three colleges. No way. I, so toward both of the Arizonas, 
I liked University of Arizona's campus a lot better than Arizona State's, but then Arizona State has like this strip right by it of bars yes. and restaurants that was so, f- I mean, I went out with my parents and I was also like, what, 17? So like <laughs> it wasn't lit, but I saw other people having a good time. And I was like, this can be fun. The architect was just like very unique and interesting, but like mm-hmm. I wanted a campus feel, especially for me, that would be moving across the country. Yeah. I was like, I need a place that feels like home. In University of Arizona, the center of their campus, they probably call it like their quad. I feel like every school calls it that. It's just like this huge rectangle of grass with palm trees. And you just look out into the distance and see mountains. And like, it genuinely took my breath away. Like, I just got goosebumps talking about it. It Yeah, it was incredible. But like, on that tour, they showed us the dorm rooms freshman year. And I literally remember a girl in my tour group, we saw the dorm room and her mom was like, oh, your clothes would never fit in this closet. Like it was tiny. And then I was like, oh, my clothes wouldn't fit in here. (laughs) And then you go to Bama and you get like your own bedroom freshman year. So that was basically the reason I picked Bama over Arizona State, which is so stupid because like you live in that housing for one year. I loved both of the Arizonas. I I would 10 out of 10, both of them. If I go on tour, those are top two. I know I said football, but like those are top two on my list because selfishly for you, selfishly for me, a hundred percent. I need to go to both of those. (laughs) So which one would you choose though? I would have picked university of Arizona. My decision, like I weeded Arizona state out. It was between university of Arizona and university of Alabama. I like gave my parents a card and it were like university of dot, 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 dot. And Uh then I gave them another one that said, but I would have picked University of Arizona, but I I did love them both. I've never heard someone talk so positively about it. I just like get such good vibes from both of them. I loved both of them, genuinely. I'm excited to tour them again through people that actually go to the school. Yeah. And then like pick one over the other because I got the tour guide tour from both of them. And like you need the real tour. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay, so the final one is Boulder or Tulane? Probably Boulder. Really? Yeah, I've just heard good things about Boulder. I haven't heard anything about Tulane. My thing is that I feel connected when I know people that know things about the schools. It's like makes me like them. Even if like I like hated a place, if I love somebody that went there, I learned to love it that's just like the type of person I am. And I think that's a lot of the foundation on what my show is, is I want you to feel like, you know, a lot about the school and you know, the types of people that go there. Because that's what makes me fall in love with places. I've just heard about Boulder. I genuinely have never heard anything about Tulane. I mean, that's just like me and my life and who I've connected with. Yeah. It's just all about like your influences and stuff. Like if I had a sibling that went there, I could have picked there easily. I just knew nothing about it. Interesting. I'm surprised you've never heard anything about NOLA. Mm-mm. No. When you go on your tour, you're going to have like a whole I know. We're going to have to piss off. I know. I want to go to places I've literally never heard of. Aside from <laughs> that, I want to jump to your own college experience. You're so about trying to get everybody else's influence, but obviously you had a unique experience. So if you could describe your college experience in two words, what two words would you choose? Uh, <laughs> That's how I, I literally respond. only get two. I'll give you three. Is three better? I would literally say expect the unexpected. If you told senior year in high school, Kat, what would have happened when she graduated college? Like she never would have believed you. My roller coaster was just like the most unpredictable college experience. Like I genuinely don't think anybody has had like a similar experience to everything I actually did while I was in college. (laughs) No. And that's what makes it so much more personable with your show too. You have such a different perspective looking at all these other schools. What was one thing that you never expected aside from transferring that you never expected when you got to college? And what was something that you did expect that did happen? Um, I went into college with a boyfriend. I expected that we would break up. I wanted to grow. I mean, I moved from Massachusetts to Alabama. I knew that I was like gonna grow. So I like knew that we were gonna break up when I went to college because I was like, I feel like everyone hits a point in their life and they're like, I need to do life on my own. I need to learn about myself. I knew I was going to have that moment just because I'm so independent. What was the other question? Something I didn't, something Something that you didn't expect that ended up happening. Yeah. Probably dropping 
Greek life, like really? not having a good Greek life experience. I remember in high school, everybody was like, you're the epitome of a sorority girl. You're so bubbly and outgoing and friendly. And then I just had an awful rush experience and dropped my sorority after like a week and then wanted like nothing to do with it. So I think that would have been like the most unexpected or being the only girl managing a D1 men's hockey team. That was very unexpected. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think, though, that you need to go to a school with Greek life in order to thrive socially, though? No, definitely not. People always ask me, too, do you need to, like, go to a party school to have fun? No. You can go to any school and find your own fun and make your own fun. My sister, she grew up the shyest girl ever and then went to college and became the most social butterfly ever. And she went to a small school that, like, if they have a party for five minutes, it gets shut down. And she still had the time of her life. And I just tell everybody that who is like, I don't know if I should pick like the smart school or the fun school. I'm like, you will make fun wherever you go. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if there's 10 parties being thrown at you or if you need to make your own plans happen. You'll be able to find fun. You do not need Greek life to thrive socially. I was in Greek life for a week and a half. And let me tell you, I continue to thrive socially. (laughs) Amen. I love that. I love that. If you could give your freshman yourself any piece of advice, what would you tell her? I would tell her to be careful who you put your trust into. I am someone that I look for the best in everybody. And I'm a really genuine, caring person. And unfortunately, like over the last five years, I've learned a lot of people aren't like that. And a lot of people don't have the intentions that I have. And I tend to put in a lot more effort into people than they put into me. So I would just say, be careful who you put your time and energy into slash be very mindful of who you spend your time with. I fully believe that quote that's like, you are who you spend your time with or me too. I don't know if it's that or it's like you are like the five people you spend the most time with. Your energy that you surround yourself with. Yes. Yes. That's it. That I think that would be my biggest piece of advice because I've gone through waves of friend groups. And when I'm with specific friend groups, I was a completely different person than I am now. And I genuinely wouldn't even say I have a friend group right now. I have different friends and I like pick and choose who I spend my time with and who makes me feel good and who makes me happy. And like now I'm the happiest I've ever been because of that decision Mm -hmm. for the longest time in high school and in college, you just want to be a part of something. You're willing to spend your time with shitty people just to be a part of something. I think as you grow and mature and you realize like time is so valuable, you need to be so mindful of the people you give your time to and make sure that they're worth it. I went through so many experiences where, you know, wasted time and yeah. like time you can never get back. It was wasted time with bad people. I feel like I'm looking in a mirror right now because literally <laughs> all you just said was like, me and more. And like, obviously our experiences were very different. I'm sure you yeah. know, if we got drinks one day, we could have a ball. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Come let's do it. City girl. I live on Long Island. I'm only <laughs> oh, an hour perfect. away. Perfect. <laughs> I could not agree more with that because, and I think that's honestly one of the greatest things about growing up and going through college. And honestly, why I think people, and like, this isn't a dig to anyone that goes to a school for four years, but I think why a lot of transfer students end up doing so much better than the typical student because Mm -hmm. like they know all that stuff and they know what could happen. They have a better idea of what an outcome could be. So their perspective and their like tunnel vision is a little less blurry. Yeah. That's a really good point. Like you said, we're the hotter ones that come out of the school. (laughs) We're the smarter ones. We end up being a lot more successful. It's just something I heard through the woodworks is people who transfer are hot. (laughs) I mean, see, you say it's an unbiased opinion. I say it's a fact. I mean, but like that's another story. But before I let you go, I love ending my episodes with a post-grad doozy, something that I've realized as being post-grad. So what is your advice to anyone going through life and post-grad shit? I'm, I don't know. I'm really going through it right now. The funny thing is I finished college in December, but then I was Congrats. just like living. Thank you. But I was just like living at home the last six months, really trying to get the job here and like get ready to come here and stuff. And now I feel like I'm really experiencing post-grad more than I was mm-hmm. January through June. And just like I moved to a new city, like I'm literally starting a new chapter all over again. It's a new book when you mm-hmm. get to college. And now I feel like it's a whole new book when you leave college. It's different. There's like really no sense of community. When yeah. you leave. Like I'm lucky because I feel like 
like my workspace is so different than the normal workspace where it almost does feel like it's like college 2.0 just because yeah. the people that work here are so fun and young and good to be around. But like there is no community outside of college. And I think that's something that I'm just like learning how to deal with now. And it's such an adjustment. You you basically have to like relearn life all over again, post-college. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm going through it right now. So I'm like, I'm gonna try to document like my life and how I'm feeling right now. Because I mean, all the people that are in college right now are going to be in the position that I'm in now one day where you just leave college, and you're kind of like a lost puppy dog in a new city. Mm-hmm. I just left all my friends, my family, my boyfriend to come here. So I'm kind of navigating it. Sometimes I spiral. Sometimes, you know, there's good days and there's bad days. I feel yeah. like I've just been really investing my time into my job and my career because that's why I came here. But I haven't really had a lot of free time to like figure out my life here and figure out who my people are here. But I know that's just going to take time as it did in college. You know, it's just that's how life works. You go through seasons of knowing everything and you go through seasons of the unknown. But I'm glad I'm doing the unknown because I'm growing now more than I ever have. You're the little fish in a big pond, but you're growing your way to be the big fish in a little pond. Which is a good thing. I hope so. You are, you are. I hope I'm a huge fish (laughs) swimming around Manhattan. (laughs) You are. You will be that fish. But drop where everyone can find Chicks University and yourself on Instagram, YouTube, wherever it may be. Okay, so my handles are Kitty, but it's like Kitty was taken, every variation of it. So it's Kid A. Like it's fun (laughs) Kitty. It's like me on a night out is Kid A. So it's K-I and then you double everything. So K-I-T-T-A-A-Y-Y-E-E. So Kitty is like Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. And then Chicks University, like I said, exclusively on YouTube for right now. It is on the Chicks YouTube channel. Just search up Chicks. You'll find it. As of right now, I have, I think, two episodes released with Barstool. So by the time this out, it'll probably be three episodes. And yeah, it's just a little talk show. If you need any help, guidance, or you just want to like sit in and girl talk and feel like we're hanging out because you need a friend, come hang out, sister. If you ever want to hear anything, please slide into my DMs. I read every single DM I get. I don't always respond to them because I just get a lot. I read and see every single message that I get. So if any girl out there like wants, a lot of people are like, I don't think you're going to answer. And then I do. And they're like, shocked. <laughs> And I'm like, guys, I'm literally just one of you. Of course, I'm going to answer. So no, truly. If, she answered me like if a, you, a minute. <laughs> if you ever need anything, like you just need like a big sister, a friend, a shoulder to cry on, or like you want to send me a picture of your dog, please do it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun hanging with you for a little bit. One day, maybe in the city, we can get drinks. Oh my God. I think everyone would be like, who are these two sisters out? <laughs> I know. It's like, she's blonde. I'm brunette. Like, it's literally Hannah Montana. Oh my God. We are Hannah Stop. Montana. I'm crying. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to see where Chicks University goes. Thank you so much. I'm so glad we did this. I'm so honored to have come on. Catherine Ellis is my favorite person in the entire world. And I want everybody to know that. Anyway, thank you to my Hannah Montana sister, Transfer Chick, for coming on and talking with us all especially for us youngins who are going to be definitely feeling every different feeling in the first coming weeks of college. And I really, really, really highly suggest, even if you're out of college, checking out Chicks University. She gives great information. Her guests have been giving such quality advice and content, and I truly cannot wait to see where the future of Chicks University goes. But that is it for today's episode. I am so excited for the next coming weeks. I have such great guests, and I have such great surprises coming your way. So everyone, be on the lookout for some fun and amazing announcements, and continue to follow us on Instagram, aka myself, at JappyJaws, J-A-P-P-Y-J-A-W-S, as well as my personal, at Lindsay Anya, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-Y-A-N-Y-A-A. And make sure that you're subscribing, reviewing, rating, liking, following, and hitting that notification bell on whatever streaming platform you are listening to me from that will also be linked in the episode description below. I love you all very much. Enjoy your weekend, and I will see you all next Thursday. Thursday.